the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. And here we are one more time with a Mess It Up Podcast just for you, dear listeners. We are glad that you have joined us here. We are going to be talking in a little bit here about a cool subject that Bev brought to me which means that I am here with my lovely wife, Bev. Hello, everybody. And uh, we are hoping that this uh, will find you feeling well. It is February, one of my favorite months. The reason it's my favorite month, you probably know this already, but it is the month of my birth. So I am uh, always very, very happy about my birthday, which happens to be February 22nd, for those of you who are uh, are checking. And... Um, we got a show for you here. So welcome to February. And I want to start off by giving you our word of the week. And this is kind of a a strange one. The word is obverse. And it's the side of a coin that has the head or the principal design on it. So like on a quarter, it would be the side, you know, heads. When you're doing a coin toss, heads is the obverse side. It's the opposite or counterpart of a factor of truth also. Um, so that's just very interesting to me that it's got these two things, because uh, I'm, I'm you know used to reverse, but obverse. So the reverse side of the coin is the tails, and the obverse side of the coin is the part with the guy's head or the main thing, whatever wow. it happens to be. So uh, pretty cool uh, to know that. So if you can use that in your sentences this week, Give yourselves 10 points every time you do. And as always, bonus points are on you, folks. They're on you. Uh, A little something fun to do if you want to get involved. You got to get involved with this quick. If you're you're one of these people who binge listens and you are listening to this late, it's going to be trouble for you because this show is coming out February 6th and it is um, Super Bowl week or superb owl, if you uh, mistype <laughs> it. Uh, but what we've got is we've got just a fun game. Nobody's winning anything, but it's just a fun game. Let me know how you did on the fun game. I was watching a football game a while back during the playoffs, and I thought my, to myself, gosh, there's a lot of stuff being advertised on this football game. And with all those things that are getting advertised, if you had to buy everything, what would it cost? So I just started thinking about this and I've decided to play the over-under game for the Super Bowl this year. And this is a Super Bowl between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs in 2024. So once again, if you are listening to this after the fact, you know, whatever, um, (laughs) we're talking about 2024 Super Bowl. From the time of the opening kickoff, until the time the final second goes at the end of the fourth quarter, all of that time, including halftime, every commercial that is shown, I am going to set up a spreadsheet and I'm going to add up the cost of, air quotes here, participating in each commercial's offering. For instance, if it's a commercial for Jeep, I'm going to go onto the Jeep website and I'm going to go MSRP, cheapest Jeep I can find, plug that in. If it is a beverage, six pack of that beverage. If 
it's orange juice, uh, a, a, a jug of the orange juice. Um, if, it, if it's a service on the internet and they give you a free trial, I will accept the free trial as zero dollars and zero cents. But that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna add up every single commercial and what it's offering and, and how much it would cost to be a, a, a user of each item. We're gonna add that up. And what we're gonna ask you to say is if you believe that the total value is over or under the dollar amount that I'm going to set right now, and that is $250,000 US dollars, quarter of a million US dollars for every commercial from kickoff until the end of the game. It doesn't include any pregame stuff, doesn't include any postgame stuff. It does include the um, halftime stuff. So, so, so let me ask you a question here. Yes. You've been invited to go to your best friend's house mm -hmm. for Super Bowl. Right. You're going to have to pay more attention to the commercials than you do probably the game. That happens a lot. Are you going to drive him crazy with, like, don't no. talk to me right now during the commercial. I've no. got to figure this out. No, because he loves the idea. He's the same way. I told him he's the one that's going to set up the spreadsheet. So uh, oh. anyhow, um, and maybe we'll put the final spreadsheet up on the uh, the webpage <laughs> uh, and on our Facebook so or on Instagram. I'll, I'll, I'll put some stuff up there. So so check out messituppodcast.com. You can see the spreadsheet. And check out um, our Instagram. I'll put the final total. But we're asking over or under $250,000 US dollars. Let me know what your vote was. Let me know. Register it with me before the Super Bowl. So send me a text with your name and saying, I'm saying over quarter million or I'm saying under quarter million. And you win nothing. You win nothing. Okay. It's just Bragging fun and, and pride. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to try to do, you know, give out cards. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I, I might give out a lot of cards for stuff and, and yeah. people might not have stuff. So anyhow, um, that's the game. The over under game. Mess it up podcast. $250,000. Uh, for Super Bowl commercials. So if you have questions, you can email me, bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or you can call or text me at 760-608-1942 and uh, I'll, I'll explain it in greater detail if that's what needs to happen. But I think I've spent enough time talking about that. Does it feel that way? No. Oh, wow. See, now that's why my wife is awesome, because she'll say stuff like that. I never get tired of hearing you talk. Um, I will say this. Uh, if you look on our uh, website for mess, Messed Up Ministries, we're going to have some pictures up. We've had two work days. We got a crud load of stuff done. We filled up the majority of a 22 by 10 by 8 foot tall dumpster with uh, rubbish and, and, and stuff from uh, our workday, and it was awesome, but I'll, I'll have pictures. There are pictures up on the Messed Up Podcast, or Mess, Messed Up Ministries uh, Instagram page. We put up some pictures, but check that out. If you want to join in, uh, text the word mum to 760-WALLS-CA, and that'll get you to our Project Nehemiah, um, or Nehemiah Project, to, uh, to help us rebuild the walls of that building. Uh, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of money. Uh, so we really appreciate all of you who have done that. 
once again, I did send out all of the giving statements for all of our donors from the last year. So if you have not received yours yet, please give me a shout at those numbers or emails that I gave you. And with that, eight minutes in, more than eight minutes in, let's get to what we were actually going to talk about on the show tonight. Uh, Bev was uh, listening to a podcast or reading something, and she, she got some information somewhere. And I'm going to recap this, Bev, and you tell me if I have recapped it appropriately. Um, if I have, great, and if not, we'll we'll dive into that and see what it is. But but we're looking at the idea of promises versus principles in biblical context. Yes. Cool. Okay. So when Bev mentioned this to me, I thought, wow, that's a really really cool thought and i said do, do you have any examples and the examples that we have that we're going to take a look at we're going to start the first one is uh, jeremiah 29 11 and jeremiah 29 11 for those of us who um don't know uh let me read it to you it says for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. So um, just a little bit of context on this. Um, the people have been living in Babylon uh, and- The which people? The, the Jewish people. Okay. Yeah, the, the Babylonian people. Yeah, the, 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 the Israelites have been living in exile and and this is god's promise to them through the prophet through the prophet jeremiah yes yes um i'm just kind of scrolling through here to to see some other stuff um on here but but it's it's the it's the promises of god to his people who are living in captivity and in exile away from the promised land um living under the rule of the Babylonians. And he says that he's got these great plans to prosper them and to, you know, bring good things to them. Now, that's good. That's a promise. But how does that apply to us today? I mean, I'm not living under Babylonian oppression. I'm not living, you know, under King Nebuchadnezzar. Or any of these other guys that have names that I'm not going to try to pronounce. <laughs> you know, I'm living here in America, fairly cushy. You know, um, it's a whole lot different deal. How does that promise turn into a principle for us today, Bev? Well, I want to I want to look at this a little bit before I jump oh, into sure. that answer. Absolutely, but absolutely. <clears throat> part of the reason why I was really uh, attentive to this topic was because I myself have picked up my Bible in a time of struggle, looking for a definitive answer. Um, sometimes it's like I have two choices and I can't figure out which one of the two is best, or sometimes it, am I? Wait, no, no. Okay. Sometimes it is that someone has said to me, oh, well, you know, with this decision that you need to make or this thing you're worried about, you know, God has promised you this. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, did, does God really, is it a promise? I mean, can I, can I claim that? I mean, is it really written to me or for me? 
directly from God or what what do I use as my mm-hmm. my measure stick, my measuring stick to find out how much of that is God's promise to me? And then is it a promise at all to me? Or am I supposed to glean something from it that's that's a little less than a promise, but it's still fitting and encouraging and uplifting. So that's where this came from. I have been guilty of using the Bible to mollify my fears and to validate my thoughts and beliefs. Let me find a verse. And and let me tell you people, it it was difficult in the 90s to do this, but it is easy today because i can get on google and say give me a verse that proves this yeah and, and look i want to make this point so i'm gonna i'm gonna show you where it says it in the bible look right here it says that god will smite you or <laughs> i will, he will take care of me and give me everything i need and and it's just it's um me trying to validate my position and use the bible to to validate my position rather than using the Bible to tell me what my position should be to define my position. And uh, and then I want to get back to your original question, but I also want to say, I feel like many churches have probably split over this, a mm-hmm. difference of opinion of what is really promised to a church and maybe what isn't a promise at all, but maybe is uh, something to kind of give them a guide to live by, but they're taking out of context. Or there have probably been um, there have been wars that have started over misinterpretations of what God is selling people, and they're taking it literally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think it can be it can be good. There are good sides of doing this and claiming some promises of God are absolutely for us today, but claiming every single promise that God has given in the Bible, I'm not sure is a safe way to live because it may not have my name right in front of that promise, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. am I... Am I? Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and and I haven't spent a lot of time on this, so I'm, I'm slow to say what I'm about to say, sure. but it feels almost like a promise and then a precedent. In, in in a court of law, the first time a question is brought to the court, they have it, they make a decision, and that's a promise for that plaintiff or defendant. But then it becomes a precedent for everyone else in the future. Mm. If, if Joe in 1927 got apples, <coughs> excuse me, from uh, the store because they said they were giving away apples, then everybody in the future gets apples if they say they're giving away apples. And it's based on this precedent that we get it. And and we might not get those same apples, but the precedent is set that, that if a store says they're gonna give you something for free, they have to give you something for free. It might be that somewhere down the line, they say we're gonna give away balloons. So they have to give those balloons away because that precedent and God has set this precedent of taking care of people so he'll take care of us, but not in the same way or for the same reasons as those people in Babylon, those Israelites who were in exile there. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the exact same way. Am I? Am I, I am. I, 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 like I say, this is a, we just came up with this topic 
probably 15 minutes before, 30 minutes before we're ready to, to do the show, but neither one of us have taken a lot of time to think it through, which is kind of cool because you get to hear us just talk. Yeah. And, and so that's kind of the and beauty please, of it. And please, if we say something you disagree with, get a hold of us. You yeah, know? Send really. Send us that email. Well, I'm not even sure I'm just agree. I'm not even sure I'm agreeing with myself. Anyway, I hadn't thought in terms of precedence. Um, I thought instead of looking at the principle behind it. So like, um, hmm, I'm trying to give you a good example. Um, I can't even think we'll of do. one. I'll yeah, tell you what yeah. we'll do. We're going to take a little break. We're going to do our song of the week. We'll come back with an example for that one and another New Testament uh, verse that looks at the same concept. But right now we want to give you a little bit of uh, our song of the week, 90 seconds from Matthew West. This song is called Forgiveness. So we'll be back on the other side of it to talk about principles and promises and maybe precedents. But right now we're giving you Matthew West and forgiveness. Anger's own worst enemy Even when the jury and the judge Say you got a right to hold a grudge It's the whisper in your ears There you go. This was sent in by listener Kimberly uh, who gave me a list of semi-oldies a while back. And uh, so this was a leftover one that we couldn't fit in before Christmas and it came in. So this is from back in 2012. Well, Bev, wow. uh, so uh, what you got? And, and I was looking, you know, Bev, she said, well, I think we may have done, and I'm sorry, I'm getting tons of texts from my kids and I've turned off my text, but it keeps on coming in. So I apologize. Let me see if I can just turn the sound off. Maybe that'll help. Um, but uh, what, did, what did you get on this uh, song? Okay, I'm going to start off with the very beginning of the song. This is what it says. It's the hardest thing to give away. And the last thing on your mind today, it always goes to those who don't deserve. Mm. Okay, now think about that for just a second. And you'll know that we're talking about when you have to extend forgiveness to someone else who has harmed you, right? Mm -hmm. I want to switch that around. I want to realize that actually describes me because God had to forgive me. That was me. I, I don't deserve it. Um, God maybe didn't even feel like forgiving me because of the things I've done, but mm -hmm. he, he did it anyway. Yeah. So that that's my takeaway from this, that sometimes I get so incensed about somebody who's hurt me and I feel like they've done it on purpose. And guess what? I've done that exact same thing to God yeah. on purpose, knowing yeah. in that while I was a sinner, yeah, still Christ died for me. Yeah, it's easy for us to for look me. at what they deserve rather yes. than what we're called to give yes yeah and the the line that i grabbed was uh in the, the second verse it's always anger's own worst enemy Ooh. yeah and sometimes i want the right to be angry mm -hmm. i want to have that right to be angry you're not alone in that Paul. yeah and and get my little snake flag out don't tread on me and and i i saw a shirt one time and uh, we were up in Portland and they were having a little street fair and someone had a shirt and it said, no one's treading on you, bro. 
And it's like, yeah, we, we feel like we're being tread on, but we're really not. And and I want to be angry at you, but I've got to give the forgiveness. That's what I'm called to do. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Jesus says, you know, if, you, if you're not forgiving these people, why am I going to forgive you? Uh, you right. know, we need to we need to forgive those people that we're angry at and and have done us wrong. Not arguing that, not saying they haven't done you wrong. Saying your responsibility as a Christian is to forgive them, even though they've done you wrong. Right. right. Because that's the forgiveness I'm claiming, even though I have done wrong. So mm-hmm. yeah. So um, going back to old Jerry, uh, <laughs> Jerry twenty nine here. Um, some some context on that. What was the promise, Bev? The promise was that God would redeem these people out of the mess that they were in. Did you see how I did that? I did see that. Yeah, podcast? I like that. Um, that he would rescue them and bring them out from that oppression and deliver them to the promised land. Yeah, back to back to Israel, back right, to the homeland. To home. Yes yes, yes, yes. And that everything would be wonderful for them again. And and my my thought on that, going back to the beginning of this podcast, was we could take that, I could take that scripture, and every time things are not going my way, I could pull it out and say, see, see right here? See, God's going to bring me right out of this. He's, he's promised it to me. Well, yes, you know, all things do work for the good, but I may, I may take the principles of that history lesson and say, this is what God did because he's capable of doing anything. He did it for the people that he loved, but he may not do this for me. Right, God is- So he is still God, and he gets to choose. I cannot hold him to his word on that because he's he's sovereign. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So God's promise to the people through the prophet was I will bring you back home to Israel. Yes. God's promise to me when I'm struggling and feeling oppressed, he's not bringing me back to Israel. I've never even been to Israel. <laughs> um, and and that's where the, the, the shift comes from the promise to the principle now. Mm-hmm. The promise is made to the people. The principle then lives on for the future people and and that we have a rescuer. And, you know, that rescuer is different from the time in Jeremiah when that was written. This is pre-Christ. Yes. Pre-Messiah, pre-Holy Spirit, pre-all that stuff that we know from the New Testament. And and we have those benefits and we know that we will get our redemption. I don't know, like you said, I don't know what it looks like. I can't promise it's going to be this. And, and typically, if I think it's going to look in a certain way, there's a really strong chance that I will be wrong because that's not always how it works is that it's just, you know, going to be perfect. But as you alluded to in Romans eight twenty eight, Paul says, we know that all things in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have called him according to his purpose. That is from the NIV. <clears throat> and this is another one that that we we sometimes look at what the promise is and and misconstrue it. <laughs> it it does not say we know that everything is good. 
one of the phrases that was popular a few years back that I never really liked was, it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's not all good. No. There are people who have horrible diseases. There are people who are being abused and misused. It's not all good. But God works for good and can bring things out. And that's the whole mess turning into a message thing. That's what we're trying to do here is, is Romans eight twenty eight. you know, take the mess, turn it into a message because we are in him and we love him. He is in us and he's going to take what has happened, even if it's my own doing and create something from that, that I would not be able to do on my own. Right. I'm thinking of the person maybe that's not the believer who hasn't had an encounter with Jesus. And, you know, they may be saying to themselves, all right, so why am I, why am I going to believe in this God and this Jesus who said something 2,000 years ago or more, and yet he probably won't do that for me again today? Well, I think it's a matter of, or why do I want to take my chances, I guess? And I think it's a matter of our focus, Number one, you have to look at the context in which it was said. But number two, I think we have to look at it and wonder and wonder where is our focus? Like, am I putting my trust in this God because this is what I want him to do for me? And if he doesn't do it, then I'm not going to have anything else to do with him. Mm-hmm. And I, I had friends, I remember in college, Absolutely. who were like that. Absolutely. It's like, hey, you know what? I got saved you know, last Sunday, and God is amazing. And two weeks later, it's like, never mind, I'm giving up. I still didn't find a job. I'm still sick. My mom is still sick. You know, it's just like, wait a minute, you know, wait, what what was that? Was that fire insurance? Was that really way you wanted to walk for the rest of your life? Because if walking as a Christian, that that really means what you're going to do is you're going to be you, you want to be more like Jesus every day. You don't want Jesus to be this, or God to be this magic genie. So anyway, that brings me to this point, and that is, I, I would rather think, and I, I've done this wrong. I have done this many wrong times. I, I, I've looked at the scripture and thought, okay, I'm claiming this promise. And yet I wasn't looking at it like, I have faith in the God who has promised me that he will have a plan for me, that he is coming through with something. It may not be what I'm wanting him to do, but he has the right to do it. And then for me to get in line with that will is part of the whole humbling act Mm -hmm. and and is what we're called to do. And it it makes me think of the, uh, the line that we've used on this show before from Corey Tinboom, are you using God as a steering wheel or a spare tire? Right. And right, you know, is right. he guiding you or is he just, you know, when things go wrong, you'll you'll grab it. Um <clears throat> and you know, I just want to say real quick too, I feel like I have done many people a disservice by claiming that for them. Like saying to them, Well you know it's in the Bible here. So so you can claim this promise. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry I did that. Yeah. I I should have said it a different way. Yeah. This is the way God spoke about it in his word. Um, he has the right to choose what he wants. I pray that God will yeah. give you what you're asking for. But if yes. it's not in his will, I, I know he has something better. Yes, yes, yes. It's um, 
it's it's rarely the way I think, and it's always better than I thought. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because right. he's that that kind of God. Well, and 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 like life. I mean, I've got my kids. I turned the computer sound off. <laughs> I, I turned off the messaging on my computer, and then they try to FaceTime me on my phone and stuff. God is that persistent as well. Yes. God wants us to have the best and and more so and yeah and he is is that good well thank you for bringing this uh bev oh no problem. Um, if you have questions or comments or uh thoughts please share them with us you can email me at bowtie guy at mess it up podcast.com or shoot me a text or call me on the phone um remember our over under is two hundred and fifty thousand united states dollars for all the commercials between the whistles at the super bowl um game so just let me know if you're going over that amount or under that amount and uh, once the game starts uh, we're not taking any any uh input uh, after that got to have your 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 guesses in beforehand but we're just really super glad that you joined us here on this uh show for this show tell people about it let people know that you've been listening and that you liked it and uh, maybe they'll like it as well and um welcome to february and we'll see you next time. We, we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time. We mess it up. <laughs> <laughs>